Welcome to the Magnificent Obsession Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Coming your way on each episode, you'll be encouraged in your faith as you listen to testimonials, teaching, and interviews. And now your host, Danny Miller. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Uh, I wanted to remind you of that scripture uh, of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. The reason I want to share that on this program is because with all the things that are going on around us, not just in our household and life, but actually around our world, because at the moment and during this season and the times that we're in in this planet and most nations, most people are impacted by this. They're, and this is due to the coronavirus, COVID-19. So there's daily news, daily news coverage on the death toll due to COVID-19. There's the lockdown, the social distancing, schools closing, panic buying, church meetings ceasing, the political figures criticising one another. I want to remind you, when the fall of man took place, sin entered the world. Adam's first words recorded in scripture after the fall of man. What was it? Well, three words, actually. I was afraid. The first words by Adam after the fall of man. I was afraid. The first result of sin in the world. What was it? Fear. The first release upon the earth from sin was fear. As you and I know, it's been clearly evident throughout the ages of history, and that includes today. So let me be clear, COVID-19 is impacting nations, but also families, individuals all over the world. So here we are, we're in this age, we're in this season, how do we respond. Now, it's clear that the manner in which this has been shared and reported, it brings and creates a culture of fear. Because along with all the reports and all the discussions and the political figures and and experts, no one provides an answer with fear. How do you address fear? So let's look at what we're fearing. I mean, what is it that brings fear? And because of the COVID-19, there is a lot of fear in this planet. There's the unknown. But what is it exactly that people are fearing? And we can be impacted in a, a manner of ways, a variety of ways, can't we? We hear of people losing their jobs, uh, depending on what type of industry. The hospitality industry has been hit tremendously. Aviation, again, with airlines, hit very hard. So there is the potential loss of job. There's the lack of company with workmates, school friends. So there's company. There could be um, the fear of isolation, loneliness. Now that, not just because of COVID-19, that I believe has gripped the world. It's, it's huge in the UK and the West in people that are isolated, not just the elderly. Many people can go through the whole week without seeing or talking to anyone. It sounds even comical, but it is important to many people. Holidays, vacation, it's been impacted, hasn't it? Holidays have been stopped. Travel has been limited. Then there's the threat to finances. So there is a lot of areas that we can be impacted by due to the coronavirus. I share all that, but primarily, you know what it is, death you can watch the news. I mean, we've all seen or many of us may have seen the images of all the body bags from in Italy or Spain and or maybe other countries as well. And and so the human nature, the the natural reaction is the concern. What if it gets 
and hits home? What if it reaches my household? So there is the fear of death. Do not be afraid. I can share that with confidence, not because of me, but because of scripture, the word of God that was around before you and I. And it is just as faithful, just as powerful as it was when it was written. Now, why? Because God is with you. I want to remind you, and it is recorded in the Bible in Exodus, fear swept over Egypt as death visited people's homes. Uh, There it was the firstborn. But as it passed over households where the blood of the lamb was presented, it literally did pass over. So I encourage you as a believer, there's four things actually I I like to encourage you on this program. Number one, do not fear. Do not fear. Number two, trust in Christ. Trust in him. The third one, plead the blood of Jesus over your household. There is power in the blood. Power, such power. In fact, there's, there's nothing greater than the blood of Jesus and it avails today. Use it. It's it's available for you. And because of that, plead the blood of Jesus. Pray, speak over each room, your household, that you be protected. Number four, I would say as well, be wise. Look after yourself. Wash your hands. You know, these things that it's logic, it's wisdom. Now, I said four things. I meant five. <laughs> Read God's word. That activates faith. You know what? Read God's word. Read the Bible. It activates faith. Uh, The book of James, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith activates God's move in your life. I mean, fear activates Satan's move in your life. I mean, you can feel fear in your life, but you don't have to accept it. It may be all around you. You put the TV on, it's there. Because you're hearing the news, you read the reports, you you look at the internet, the websites, the reports, the articles, you see the visuals. You can feel fear in your life, but you don't need to accept it. I want to remind you, fear not. It's mentioned 365 times in the Bible, one for each day, and that includes today. And, and there's so much fear, isn't it? And do you know there's a variety of fear? And, and when it comes to fear, I know it's a broad term because I'm aware that there are over 2,000 phobias. And, and they're increasing all the time. The list of phobias is increasing. I mean, there's the fear of water. There's loads. Anyway, I'm not going to go through them all, but there's the fear of water, uh, the fear of heights, the fear of spiders. Do you know there's even a fear of shopping? I'm not sure how many people actually have that fear. But what do we worry about? What are phobias? I mean, they do say there's only two phobias that you're born with in this fallen world. Well, literally, because one of them is the fear of falling and the other one is the fear of loud noises. Well, the others then are learned fears. They're learned. So, Well, when I hear that, when I read about stuff like that, what comes to mind is that, look, if you can learn them, well, then you can unlearn them. And what do people worry about? Uh, I read a report. 40% of what we worry about actually never happens. 30% of fear is in the past. So it it can't be helped. It's done. 12% involves the affairs of others. And it's actually none of our business. 10% relates to sickness, whether real or imagined. It's reported that about 8%, 8% of our fears are likely to happen. We can often fear things we can't control. There was once an international poll, actually. They, they shared the two greatest fears. You know what they are? The two greatest fears. Number one, the first one, speaking in public. That's right. The greatest fear from an international poll, the first one was speaking in public. The second one was death. 
people would rather die than speak in public, and <laughs> which I find quite amusing. People would rather die than speak in public. Number one, speaking in public is, uh, from an international poll, the greatest fear. And the second greatest fear is the fear of death. Um, now, if I look back, because obviously being a pastor and a public speaker, I've had the privilege as well, speaking in many countries around the world. But when you do stuff like that, and you've got people watching you, and these are not even radio or programs where they can be recorded so you can sort it out. But when it's in front of people, things happen. I remember one time I was, uh, it was in the States and I was uh, leading a meeting in Pennsylvania. And I was leading the meeting and I was asked, you know, at the end, would you just pray? Which is, yeah, fine, not a problem. I have to say probably there was, there was a few hundred in this uh, sanctuary, in this church. I started praying I was also asked, uh, listen, at the end of your prayer, would you pray the Lord's Prayer? Which I have done many, 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 many times. Not a problem. Love doing that. So I started praying. As I got near to the end of my own prayer, I knew, okay, let's go into the Lord's Prayer. I couldn't remember how it started. I don't know if it's some humility now or just it kills all credibility for me. But I could not remember how to start off the Lord's Prayer. I'd been praying. My mind just went blank. There I was standing on the platform at the lectern and the pulpit. Now, whatever else I was praying, I knew I was getting close to having to finish and conclude with the Lord's Prayer. And in the end, I just had to dive in. So I said, "Okay, Lord, thank you. We're now going to pray the Lord's Prayer. I just didn't know what. What? How does it start? What? 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 Where am I? Who am I? <laughs> and and I, I'm like, oh man, if if the rapture could happen right now, this would be a perfect time for the Lord to look down upon Danny and I think, okay, son, Jesus, go and get your church and, and go and rescue Danny. Now, fortunately, there were a couple of wonderful friends of mine, men of God, pastors who were also up on the platform, but they were of no use. They didn't help. They didn't jump in. I think I even, I'm sure I even heard one of them giggling, you know, just laughing. And uh, so I'm like, oh man, they're not, they're not helping me. So there I was. Now I did what uh, maybe a Pentecostal preacher would do. Started, you know, just under his breath, just kind of pray and speak in tongues a little bit. And then, and then it's, yes, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Who art in heaven? Hallowed be thine. And then I went on to like the middle of the prayer. And then so everyone suddenly, oh, oh, we're, oh, we're praying the Lord's prayer. These are the things that you fear would happen. And that's what can happen to people. So they're, okay, I'm not speaking in public because something could go wrong. Well, believe me. Yep, it does. And I've died a thousand deaths probably a number of times over the years. I do remember uh, the first person who gave me a chance to uh, preach, to to speak. It was actually a tent meeting, a tent revival meeting in Scotland. I was a Bible college student and I was given the chance to share whatever I was sharing. I just remember people at the front row who were my lecturers just kind of looking down and just shaking their heads. So I'm thinking, oh man, I've blown it. I'm never going to be a preacher. I'm never going to be able to talk and speak in public. And for those listening, that you may still agree with that. However, these are the fears that go on. Sometimes it can be the fear of the unknown, you know. But for me, there is evidence on why people should, in a way, be concerned. But should that stop us? What about the character of just, look, come on, picking ourselves up, dusting ourselves off and pressing on?
There was a time when I was in Romania. I was uh, speaking at this uh, Baptist church in, in northern Romania. I was waiting in what we call the vestry or the green room. And then I was asked to come to the platform. But as the door opened from the green room, it was uh, it faced the the congregation. So it, it wasn't a side door where you uh, sensitively, you know, you come into the main hall. The door opened from the green room uh, and, it, and it, I was facing straight away uh, the crowd. There was a balcony and, and this church I went to, there were men one side, the women the other. Um, they hadn't had too many western preachers or speakers and so there it was um i guess an intrigue uh back in those days in romania and i'm afraid if you're in the west australia america england i, I really have to apologize because i just let you all down i let you all down because as i stepped out what i didn't notice was that there was literally a step and so i was looking up at the balcony looking at everyone smiling you know and i had my bible under my arm and then i stepped onto what i thought would be the floor the ground and yet there wasn't it was a large step so there i was flying through the air and there once again I wish the rapture would happen again <laughs> and just to swallow me up. So I had to, you know, pick myself up. And in this reserved church, there were, yeah, a little bit of um, uh, smirks and, and smiles. And there you go. The human, it was like, I'm being destroyed. My, all my pride is being killed off. So, and there's many other accounts, many stories. I could be here all the time just telling you one thing after the other. But literally, if you're a Bible student or you, you're starting off, feeling a call into ministry i don't want to put you off but these things happen so i guess in the beginning of ministry or beginning of even when i was at bible college and and someone would share danny this is going to happen in your life this is going to happen that's going to take place in front of people you can be humiliated you're going to be ridiculed there'll be people who talk about whether they like the sermon some may not like the sermon some may be offended by what you say you know and all that stuff can happen when you're in public <laughs> when you're speaking in public so they're two examples of why yes i can agree in an international poll two greatest fears number one speaking in public number two death but some of the greatest opportunities will also come your way even when it's paralleled with fear in times and seasons that we are in in this world don't look at the giants of fear let's be like a joshua let's be like a caleb and instead don't see fear see the opportunity you may feel fear knocking on your heart but i want to encourage you stand firm press on and fulfill your destiny in christ i started off with a scripture well let me finish with one isaiah 41 and verse 10 fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i am your god I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This has been the Magnificent Obsession Podcast with your host, Danny Miller. Thank you for listening.